You're listening to the only place on the internet that offers the perfect blend of high-quality premium cigars and cryptocurrency news and commentary. Welcome to Cigars and Crypto. Now here's your host, Invest Noir. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Cigars and Crypto. You know who it is. It's your boy, Noir, and I'm happy to have my friend, Not a Wizard, with me from the Noir Coin team. What's going on, man? How you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm well. I cannot complain. Just an interesting day. Woke up this morning. Um, slightly hungover from my virtual herf yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I woke up first thing, I drank like a half a gallon of water and I made some coffee and uh, got started with my day, man. We, I'm trying to put together uh, these virtual herfs. Um, and for those that don't know what a herf is, it's like a party for cigar smokers. And I'm putting together these virtual herfs um, to get people together during these times where we can't get out of the house and also because I will be premiering um, my new cigar brand that'll be coming out very soon, and I'll be accepting uh, Noir Coin and Bitcoin for it. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting day yesterday, man. How about you? How's your day so far? Well, so far it's been good. That that cigar herf sounds really cool. Maybe I, maybe I should get get in there sometime. Hey, man, um, that sounds <laughs> good. That sounds good. I'll send you an invite. Yeah. Cheers. Um, yeah, well, today, just out of uh, out of sheer well, pure, pure randomness, basically, um, I did what's called a before breakfast tasting in the world of whiskey. Because I am a whiskey drinker, and okay. um, there are these these things called before breakfast tasting, which is basically you get up and before you eat breakfast, you have a glass of whiskey. <laughs> which is like like not just have a glass of whiskey but you actually do it basically tasting and um it's it serves the purpose that you don't have other tastes in your mouth when tasting the whiskey right um and so it, it actually makes makes a lot of sense but i just had the urge to drink a bit of whiskey and yeah and, and i've still got a bunch of bottles around <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh <laughs> now that sounds like fun bro that sounds like a lot of fun yeah it is so is that, is that something that you uh is that like a sponsored event or is it just something that you say you know i'm gonna wake up this morning i'm gonna try a couple uh different whiskeys and then i'm gonna go ahead and have, have breakfast it's it's just it's not something sponsored it's really just you know waking up and saying hey Maybe I'll drink a glass of whiskey today before breakfast. And right. um, well, ob- obviously you you choose um, normally not a not an everyday whiskey, right? Right. Uh, right. Something at least a bit special, mm-hmm. and then you basically savor it and uh, see how it tastes, see how it feels, and yeah. That's the best thing I've heard all day. that is the best thing i've heard all day man it's it's actually well i wouldn't call it common but um it's it's a known thing among whiskey people Mm -hmm. um and yeah i i hadn't done it in some time yeah but today i just felt like it and (laughs) i still had (laughs) it i mean 
there's so many great whiskies. Um, and uh, have you heard of the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society? No. Okay, that's basically some kind of a club. And they buy barrels of whiskey from the distilleries and then they store them for some years. And then when they think the whiskey's ready, they fill it into bottles, just one cask at a time, at cask strength, and then sell that to their members only. Wow. And so you basically, um, if you buy a bottle of that, you basically get like, what do you have here? Uh, something of like, out of one of those barrels, you get between, let's say, 150 and 400 bottles of mm. that whiskey. Mm. And so of that specific whiskey, there will only ever be that many bottles. Oh, wow. And so they put out, I think, like about 12 different bottles per month. Um, and so you always have new ones. But then if you get like a really good whiskey and you buy that when it comes out, then you try it and then you decide, oh yeah, maybe I should get another bottle. Chances are there probably aren't any other bottles left because they are like, I mean, that's, that's in the whole world. That's between 200 and 400 bottles. Wow. I'm on their website right now, bro. This looks like really, really, really cool. It's really great because all of those are cask strength. So, you know, normally when you, when you buy whiskey, it's like 40% alcohol. Mm -hmm. And that's because it comes out of the cask at some percentage. And then they water it down to 40 or 43% alcohol. Oh, wow. So you're and getting so, it like much stronger. Exactly. I mean, it depends on how long it's been in the cask because uh, per year it's about 2% of alcohol going to the air. And so like I've got one in front of me that's like 57.7% alcohol. What? <laughs> it's like gasoline, bro. <laughs> no, that's, that's what people think, but it actually really isn't because even though it's a lot of alcohol, um, it's also a lot of, I mean, sure, the alcohol has a lot of punch, but it's also a lot more, you know, the flavor is more distilled, basically. It's more intense. Right. And a lot of people do water that uh, cast strength whiskey down in the glass. So they'll put a few drops of water into it. Um, that's fine. So basically we water it down to about like 45% or whatever suits you. Um, but I personally really like to drink such whiskey really at that cask strength because it's just a different experience and it's such an intense flavor. And yeah. What's crazy is, is they actually have one in New York, which is about two and a half hours from me. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've got uh, bars and such things. Um, in some countries and some cities. Whoa, and these whiskeys are pricey. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> it depends. <laughs> he said, well... <laughs> the thing is, um, most distilleries don't bottle their whiskeys at cask strength. 
Right, so that's true too, yeah. If you were to water down what you buy there to 40%, you have to put that into the price. Okay. So if you buy a bottle with like 55% alcohol and you water that down to 40%, you get like not 0.7 liters, but I don't know, like a liter or something of whiskey. Right, right. And uh, then again, it's it's all high quality whiskey. It's something that they've, they've got this tasting panel of rotating people who all have to agree that a bottle is good enough to actually sell to their members mm-hmm. because you have to you have to um you have to pay every year to be a member um right and so it's i i haven't actually heard of a bottle that didn't or that that wasn't high quality and that wasn't tasty right and and and, and what i will say is they have a bunch of different variety uh, d- a bunch of different bottles Different yeah. names, different strengths, different casks, at different prices. I'm I'm down here now. I'm seeing some for about 120, 145. That's reasonable. When you go to the website, the first thing you see is a bottle for 435 dollars. <laughs> oh well, that's that's probably something like a 30 or 25 year old in some really good cask. Right. Um, the thing is, do you see it in dollars or in uh, pounds? I see it in dollars because I'm okay. looking at the uh, SMWSA website, which is for America. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I only know the pound prices because I've uh, the times I've um, bought bottles, most of the time I was in Scotland, uh, okay. actually at, at their bars. So um, I mostly know those prices. But the thing is, um, they've got bottles for like, I think they started around 55, 50 pounds. So mm-hmm. something like maybe $70, I think. Right, right. Um, and that's for something around like an 8 to 11-year-old whiskey. But the thing is, those whiskeys, they're different from all the whiskeys, but they're not worse than all the whiskeys. They're just different. Right. And so I, instead of buying like... If, like two or three older bottles, which will cost me, I don't know, like more than a hundred dollars per bottle. Mm-hmm. I'd rather buy a bunch of the younger bottles because they taste just as good. They just taste differently. Right, right. Yeah, I'm looking at something here called the Farmyard Feedback Loop. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cask number seven one dot six six, and it's uh, ninety bucks. Um, yeah, bottle, and uh, it it actually looks quite tasty, man. And I love the way they describe this. Check this out. This <laughs> this shit makes you hungry. Check it out. It says, "Very biscuity to begin. <laughs> Some yeasty and slightly autolytic touches as well. A top-notch blanc du blanc champagne. Then it veers off in a more farmy direction, with sheep wool, hay, mineral oils, tool sheds, stables." Lemon balm and cough syrup. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing about them. Um, they want you to focus not on the distillery or the age, but on the taste of it. So they give them, well, kind of descriptive and interesting names. Right. And then give you descriptions about them. I've got one here. Let me reach over to it. Um, that's named 
riding a duck bareback up Mount Etna. <laughs> and the description is, the volcano was a fruitcake with clouds of pork crackling, infused smoke. We ascended past nutmeg and molten toffee whilst sipping navy rum to steady our nerves. Oh, wow. <laughs> is that a description for a whiskey? <laughs> it is, man. And that makes me want to try. Like, how do we, we need to ascend Mount Etna right now. Let me pour this 80 proof, 120 proof uh, whiskey and see if we can get there. Yeah, and, and that one is like, that one has 64.5% alcohol. The one I'm looking at right now has 58.4%. Yeah, so that'll probably be like, what, 15 years old? Uh, no, this one is seven. Oh, wow. Okay, and then that's that one was probably filled in at like sixty somewhat percent. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was dis distilled in September of twenty eleven. Yeah, um, the thing is, you may have noticed they don't have the um, what's it called? Their distillery on the label. Right. It doesn't stay. They right. only have the numbers, but you can actually check the number. So. What did you say? Like seven point sixty six? It's seven one point six six. Yeah. Okay. So um, the seventy one is the number of the distillery. They basically just count. One would be the first distillery to sell them a bottle, and then they just went upwards. So you can actually just Google something like SMWS distilleries, and then you can see from which distillery the whiskey is. Yeah. And then the, the second number is simply the cask um, that they got. They're just counting upwards. So uh, the 71.66 is from distillery 71, the 66th barrel they got from them. Mm. Okay. And 71 is what? I think Lenbergi, maybe. Okay. Let me have a look. Yeah, 71 is Glenbergie. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm going to have to check them out. I'm going to join. <laughs> See, the, the problem is, is that I um, cannot get uh, alcohol shipped to me in my state. Oh, okay. My state does not allow that. So I would have to literally go up there to New York to go mm -hmm. get a bottle. But that's cool because... There are a ton of really good cigar lounges up there, and I got a lot of family in New York, so I can make it like a weekend thing. Yeah. Um, the thing is, when you can go somewhere where they've got like a bar, you can just taste all the different, uh, all the different new bottlings, and then normally you can also buy the full bottles there. Right. So most likely it will be a very pricey trip. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, though? That's okay, because I, I do trips like that, you know, once or twice a year where I just go somewhere just to sit down, you know, uh, uh, have some cigars at a place I've never been before. Like when I was in Austin, I was there for work. Um, but I made sure that two of those days uh, I visited a lounge after our uh, events so yeah. that I could, you know, buy something new, uh, patronize another cigar uh, lounge, in a different state. Um, the beautiful thing about going to different places is you find regional cigars. And so there are things that I've never smoked before that I may find somewhere new. 
Hmm. But you won't know until you go and you sit down and you talk to people and say, hey, you know, we've got a manufacturer right here five minutes away that rolls these cigars right here. You need to check these out. I hope you like them. And then you may, you know, turn you on to something new that you like. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I wish we'd had something like that here in Germany. I don't think anyone like actually grows cigars or grows the the tobacco here in Germany. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but you guys are cool because you don't have issues with Cuba, man. So you get Cubans. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But those yeah. are damn expensive. Yeah, I mean they are. They are. You know, but um, um, and they're not as good as they used to be in the '90s. But Cuban tobacco is extremely unique, and you'll know yeah. it when you taste it. That's true. You know, so it's a treat. It's a delicacy. You know, you, you get a chance to have some uh, something new. I ordered a couple of boxes of Cubans uh, on the first, as a matter of fact. I'm hoping that they don't get intercepted and they'll be here by the 10th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which ones? I ordered uh, the Trinidad Reyes and yeah. I ordered um, some Bolis, the Bolivar uh, uh, T Coronas. And yeah. I ordered a three pack of the Hoya de Monterey, uh Pescada. So I got two boxes and then I have a three pack coming. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. So they'll sit right. just kind of age for a little while. I may have one of them maybe once a week, once a, you know, every two weeks Yeah. just to kind of treat myself to something new because I, you know, I have a ton of other cigars that I can smoke as well. I ended up having to buy a new cooler. You know, I'm not one of those fancy guys who has a big, you know, three, four, five thousand dollar humidor. I have coolers <laughs> and I put my cigars in my coolers with my Bovita packs and uh, some cedar lining the bottom and I can get, you know, four or five hundred cigars in there. So oh, wow. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't complain, man. You know? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've just got a little humidor that's quite empty right now. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there's still like, I think three th- cigars in there. Yeah. But yeah, not, not that many because I haven't been smoking much right um these past few months but yeah, yeah um i what i really like to do with or about cuban tobacco because i'm still a student and i can't really afford cuban cigars mm-hmm. um what i used to do quite quite a long time was to get like cigarillos okay uh, the cohiba cigarillos yeah that's smart move and that's those are really tasty and they're great for when i've I've got some friends who smoke just normal cigarettes Mm -hmm. and when we'd meet and then at some point they say oh yeah i'll I'll go outside and smoke a cigarette and everybody would just leave the bar and go outside to smoke a cigarette i'd say oh yeah i'll come with you and i'd smoke one of my cohiba cigarillos and that was just heaven yeah yeah see man it's 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 just a good it's hard to describe man having having a cigar and being able to take time to yourself whether you share that experience with someone else in a lounge or if it's just you sitting outside just enjoying one for your you know for your own personal consumption it's a beautiful thing man it helps to level set your mind helps to put you in a place where you can think clearly um, and it allows you to just enjoy the moment. And that's what cigars do for me. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, uh, 
maybe maybe I'll just sit outside like after this and have a cigar. Yeah, because man. right now the weather outside is really good. It's just a, a tad windy, but apart from that, the sky is completely blue. So I might just do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man, it's a perfect yeah. time. <laughs> Indeed, it is you know, perfect time. It's yeah. been so cold and so you know interesting the last you know this last winter. We didn't get any snow, but it was very cold. So it's okay. nice to now that we have, uh, you know, the weather breaking and we've got some consecutive 40, 50, I mean, 50, 60 degree days. Yeah. You know, just sit back and enjoy a scar, man. And just let the world come to you for an hour or two. Yeah. It was interesting. We had snow like a week ago. Just what? one day. <laughs> just, <laughs> we, we didn't really have any snow the whole winter. And then I think it was exactly a week ago. We just had half a day of just snow falling it didn't mm. stay but it was it snowed the half the day and i was like well what is this right right that i know that was weird to see that falling down man. <laughs> yeah i know that was weird but uh it's okay man i think uh you know anytime you can enjoy a cigar man it's a good time yeah it doesn't matter when as long as you can do it you know Have you ever tried matching cigars to whiskey? Uh, I have. I like single malts. Um, but after a trip to Cuba, I now prefer cigars with rum. Okay, yeah. Um, because that's the way the Cubans do it. You know, they, they have rum with their mm. cigars, not whiskey. Um, but yes, I, I do pair with whiskey. I like uh, Japanese whiskeys. Mm. So I like uh, Toki and I like uh, uh, Hibiki Suntory whiskey. Yeah. Um, I love uh, single malts. So I like uh, Oban mm. and I love, uh, I can never pronounce this right. Is it Lafrog? Um, <laughs> I know I'm butchering I, that name. <laughs> I know. Well, I am. I'm I'm not completely confident confident on that one as well. I think it's Lafroig. Okay, Lafroig. So, okay. Something. Yeah, in something that to the, right in that direction. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I like Lafroig. Um, <laughs> uh, I like Bavany. Uh, yeah. So you know, I I love those types. I, I love bourbon as well. Um, I like Kentucky bourbon, so you can never go wrong with the. Uh, uh, Jack, um, uh, I like rye whiskeys, so I like Knob Creek, mm. stuff like that. Um, Monkey Shoulders, really good. Mm. And, uh, you know, I like to pair that way. But for honestly, I oh, you know what, man? You know what I was on? I was on this kick for about three months. Uh, gin and tonic, and a cigar. Ah, that's gin is one of the very very few spirits that i really don't like <laughs> and and i've got a few friends who really like gin and high mm -hmm. quality gin and they had me try some and i just really don't like it and i tried really? some high quality gin in scotland and i also didn't like it and really so yeah it's just you know, not my thing there's a gin that i want to get my hands on that i can't find here it's called a uh, tiger gin, and uh, it's I see them a lot on Twitter. They, you know, they they are a, a British company. Yeah. 
Um, I see it. But I am definitely trying to get my hands on a bottle of that. I'm going to find a way to get some. Okay. But uh, they don't ship to the U.S., so I got to find somebody over there to ship it to me. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get some. Huh. I never really investigated like gin because, as I said, I don't like it. So mm -hmm. I've really got no idea what makes a good gin or <clears throat> right. stuff like that. Yeah, I like I like gin and tonic. Yeah, with with or without lime, but I love gin and tonic. They're really good. It's a really good crisp, clean beverage um, to have with a, a dinner or uh, with a cigar. Mm. For me, I, I don't know why, but I, I just really like gin and tonic with cigars, man. They really works for me. Well, that's that's great then. Yeah, really. Works I mean, for I've me. uh, I've tried a few times to match whiskey to cigars, um, but I never really got the hang of it. And mm -hmm. so, in the end, I I just ended up smoking a cigar without drinking whiskey mm -hmm. with it, and then basically drinking the whiskey afterwards yeah. in the evening or whatever yeah and yeah yeah I, you know i i for me there are different things that you can pair cigars with like i was on our hearth yesterday as a matter of fact um we had someone talking to us about cigar pairings and this guy said that he knows a woman who pairs cigars with music And only okay. has a good cigar when there's good music playing to kind of get into the, the mood or the headspace of relaxation. And I found that innovative and interesting because most people think of a cigar with whiskey or a cigar with bourbon, yeah. but cigars with music. I was like, wow, like, okay. I could see how that would be a delightful experience. Yeah, I think. A lot of that is um, basically just the, the overall feeling, the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I can see that with myself when I read. Uh, depending on the book, I'll listen to different kinds of music while reading. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I, I can see how that might work with cigars as well. Yeah, man. You know, it's a good feeling to... to good feeling to be in the space and receptive to um, good vibes and music gives you good vibes. When you hear a good song, your body just naturally reacts to it. It's yeah. sub it's, you know, at on various subconscious levels, your body just reacts to a song that you really, really like that resonates with you, you know? And if you pair that with the relaxing, Uh, practice of having a really good cigar that you've been looking forward to. Um, I can see how that will put you in a really good Zen state to just kind of relax and just decompress and, uh, you know, see the world from a slightly different lens. Yeah, true. But I myself, when I do it with, while, while reading, listen to, listening to music while reading, I really have to watch that I don't put on music that I basically like too much because then I'll just be listening to the music and mm -hmm. reacting to the music instead of focusing on the reading. Mm. And I think it's, it's different when smoking a cigar probably 
because mm-hmm. you don't smoke a cigar as actively as you read. And oh, you've, right. you've get you've basically like got a bit of downtime when right. you smoke a cigar. But when you read, if you've got only songs like with a lot of lyrics that you like and that you that you basically repeat in your head or that you know what'll come next in the song and you think about that, then ju- that'll just distract you from reading. Yeah. It and will. so I tend to keep to classical music when reading. Okay. Okay. And that's smart. I can see that. I I just, uh, I like good music every now and again. I'm really into Brazilian jazz in, in, uh, regular jazz, um, music. Um, I love reggae music. Um, okay. Uh, you know, other than that, man, a, a really good song when I'm having a cigar is a great way to get the day started for me. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I really, I'm not a big fan of reggae. I've never really listened to it, but it's not my kind of music. Um, mm-hmm. what I listen to is well, classical music. Um at least like in the background and such. And then apart from that, a lot of metal music. Mm, okay. And also some like classical 80s, 90s classics. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I'm really not all that keen on most newer music or most electronic music or yeah. rap music for that matter. Yeah. New music doesn't really work for me either. Every now and again, there's songs that kind of catch my attention, but for the most part, I like old school 70s and 80s and uh, R&B, you know, old school stuff Mm. that, you know, my parents used to listen to when I was a kid. I like that kind of music. Yeah. Makes me feel good and gives me good memories. Yeah. (laughs) I've had that several times in the past few years that... I saw a song on, in some Spotify playlist and I I played that and I knew the, the lyrics without having ever really known the song. Mm-hmm. And then later I realized that that was a song that was on some of my father's old CDs or whatever um, that I used to listen to when I was a kid and I still yep. somehow knew the lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of stuff resonates with you and it sticks <laughs> to you, you know? And yeah. it formulates, it formulates uh, 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 bonds and practices and habits that you don't easily recognize. You, you may find yourself in the middle of doing something and then that song just pops into your head. It's because you were doing something when you heard that song the first time. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different correlations to music and and our habits, um, consciousness, you know, and unconscious habits. So, yeah, that's true. It's interesting, man. It is. It is. So, hey, man, anything else you want to talk about? I don't know, unless you want to talk more about whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to I go upstairs and pour some. That's what I want to do right now. <laughs> See, that's, that's why I've got all my whiskey right beside me. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, man, it's always good to talk to you, bro. 
It is. It's it's good to talk to you as well. Yeah, we'll have to do this again really, really soon. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. <laughs>